Welcome to Rat Salad Review. Does it does it sound like I'm on? Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Oh, yep. I don't hear myself. All right, there we go. All right. Welcome to Rat Salad Review. This is album versus album. What's up, John? Hey. From Timeless Haunt. Hello. It's been a we few weeks merch. since uh, you do have her. It is coming soon, right? <laughs> and I got the new album today in the mail. Very cool. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, it's a very good album, and people need to go to timelesshaunt.com and go purchase their album right now. You can go to, if you want, you can go to Stormspell, but directly get it from the band, all right? That's the best way to do it. Uh, Lou, what's up? Doing all right. Happy to meet John of Timeless Haunt. Happy to see you again. And where the hell is Greg? I don't know. Greg's trying to get on, and we'll just do this without him. It's not a big deal. All right. I really don't like Greg anyway, so it's better off. Do you like anybody? Do you <laughs> like yourself, really. Wayne? No, I don't think you do. Not most of the time. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> you should seek help for that, Wayne. I should. Yes. But uh, I'm glad to have you on, John. We, I've had pretty much everybody except for you on the show. Well, I didn't have Don either and Tommy, but still, I always have uh, Unknown and uh, George is always on the show, but I'm glad to have you on here. Yep. Good to be here. Yeah. And I'm glad you and uh, Lou finally got to meet because Lou's been on the show for quite a while now and uh, you haven't met him yet, so. Yes, I'm the new third guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. Thank yeah, you. He'll be on. We'll wait till he leaves next. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm not going anywhere. All right, I hope not. I still but... get to do my podcast, Music is Life, and I'm happy to do Rat Style Review. It's good stuff. That's right. Uh, but, John, I got you to pick two albums. Yep. Right? What we yes, picking? I did. Um, two albums from Iced Earth. Um, Burnt Offerings. Very controversial. Burnt Offerings. Yep. Two different versions of Burnt Offerings, by the way. Which one do you prefer? Uh, the original. Yeah, of course. This one's cool. It adds some extra little sounds here and there, but uh, nothing better than the original. And then, yeah, Dystopia with uh, Stu Block. So you picked these because uh, Matt Barlow's first album, Burnt Offerings. Yep. And Stu Block makes his debut on Dystopia. Uh, were you familiar with Stu Block? Uh, no, I was not. Oh, really? Do you know his other band that he was in at all? I know it was Into Eternity, but I still, for some reason, never got around to listening to it, so I probably should. Yeah, right after this show, go look for Into Eternity. <laughs> okay. And I forget the, the two albums that he was on, Incurable Tragedy, and I forget the other one. But uh, you really can't go wrong with any Into Eternity album, except for the last one. I didn't really care for it too much, but uh, a really, really great band. Um, yeah, I got like to see them. I was going to say, I saw Into Eternity on uh, Gigantor 2006 at the Nassau Coliseum, and they were amazing. I thought I thought they were the, uh, the dark horse band of that entire tour. And mm-hmm. that's saying a lot, because that was Megadeth, Lamb of God, Arch Enemy, Opeth, um, into Eternity, and Overkill was on the tour, and I forget who else, I apologize. But uh, Into Eternity won me over as a fan that day. Huh. Yeah, they were pretty cool shit. And I actually saw them when they opened for Sonata Artica, I think. It was a very weird show. It was, it was Into Eternity, I think it was Sonata Artica, and then Overkill. <laughs> That's <laughs> very an interesting lineup. Mix. It was pretty cool, though, because, you know, you, you got to see a little bit of everything, you know, not just uh, power metal bands. So it was cool. Oh. But, uh, all right, so Burnt Offerings, the first Matt Barlow album. Um, 
I'll let you start with this, John. All right. Um, well, it was the first album I've ever heard from them. You know, back in the days of you just, um, you find a band you like, you look up on the computer with your dial-up internet bands that are similar, and I saw Iced Earth go on Napster or whatever. Oh, okay, what, what do people say is good? All right, I'll check this out. And the first song, it just blew me away, like yeah. everything about it. Right. Lou? Yes. What what about you with burnt offerings? When was the first time you heard it? Listening to it for this review. Are you I'm serious? Yeah, I never listened to burnt <laughs> offerings before. Uh, oh I'm not going to lie. I came into the Ice Earth game and we have a visitor oh, with finally. a wasp shirt. Yep. I and it was a wasp shirt. <laughs> lining up a fatty for this pimp daddy because pimping ain't easy. A wop? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not oh, exactly. No. And any Cardi B fans in the hizzy? Anyways, um, so no, I uh, I came into the Ice Earth game very late. I willingly admit that. I actually didn't hear them until I uh, worked in college radio, and we were serviced from Century Media with um, Horror Show. So that was actually the first Ice Earth album that I ever listened to. At the time, I was more into like. Uh, what Nuclear Blast was uh, promoting with In Flames and um, Soul Work and things like that. So I liked Iced Earth and I th- Horror Show was what made me a fan, but Glorious Burden solidified that. So I really didn't get to listen to anything prior to Horror Show, with the exception of Dark Saga, because being a comic nerd, I saw that it was based on Spawn. So I loved that album. And I got to see them on the Horror Show tour and I thought I thought it was an amazing show. Um, but yeah, Burnt Offerings, I admit, I only listened to it uh, when we were preparing for this album versus album. And what do I think of it? I fucking love it. Oh, Sorry great. if that offends anybody, but I, <laughs> I, could, be, I could be objective. Yes, any po- all political bullshit uh, set aside for this show. Um, <laughs> well, for the most part. <laughs> But yeah, my my actually, you mentioned the, the college radio thing, and that's actually how I heard of Ice Earth. Well, I heard of the uh, Night of Storm Rider. I was in uh, high school. I think I think it was in high school, maybe ninth grade, maybe. Um, and one of my friends comes in. He throws on a table. You got the, uh, an Ice Earth album. I never, nobody's ever heard of this band before. They just they bought it because the album looked cool. You know, the album cover. So uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. I heard a couple songs. Didn't really catch my attention too much, but I, you know, I kept the band in the back of my mind. And then one day on a college radio station I used to listen to, uh, played that song, Burnt Offerings. And like you, John, uh, I heard that song instantly. And I'm like, holy shit, this is like the heaviest thing at the time that I, I have heard, you know, especially with those growling vocals and everything. And just I love how the, the intro starts and it starts off with the, the ending of Night of the Storm Rider album, you know, and it comes back with that little piano type thing. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was really cool how all that came in. Then the beginning, it's got that, that it's from a movie, and I can't remember what the name of the movie is. It Burnt Offerings in the movie? Um, yeah, I'm not. I think so. Yeah. So they added that little uh, what? I was gonna say it just reminded me of The Exorcist a little bit. That uh, intro. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. It's- it's actually from a movie because I, I forget. I was watching. You know, there was a horror channel on that too long ago, 
And um, I just happened to be flipping through the channels, and then I saw this big Satan demon looking thing, and then he he says those exact words. And I'm like, holy shit, that's where they took it from. <laughs> Are you but, sure it uh, wasn't an episode of The View? No, just kidding. No. <laughs> No, it wasn't the view. Uh, but yeah, that that just hearing that song, I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm a, that that song's awesome. I got to run out and buy that album right away, and I did. And uh, been a huge Iced Earth fan ever since. Um, Greg, welcome to the show. Hey. By the way, thank you. Um, yeah, sorry I'm late. Skype. Sarah. Don't know what was going on there, but um, did you get your quiche out of the oven? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hipster, but uh, or an old person. <laughs> But I did get my pizza <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Good stuff. Uber Eats, keep us in how business. Is, how is the pizza in Minnesota? Terrible compared yeah, to the East Coast. So. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And they cut it into these fucking little squares. It's ridiculous. It really? should be a slice you fold. I, right. <laughs> I, I don't get it. It's back. Or you do it like John Travolta. You put the slice on top of each other. You eat it off the plate like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, Greg. <laughs> Hello, Greg. Yeah. I really didn't care for this uh, the first one very much, honestly. Burn offerings. It's uh, it's kind of disjointed. You think it so? Sounds like to me. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like the way the heavier parts follow like the more symphonic or melodic parts on this one. Hmm. They almost sound like they don't quite fit together. They're cool. They're cool ideas. It's not mm-hmm. bad to listen to, but um, overall, this just kind of faded into one long song for me. Honestly, the only thing that really stood out was the guitar work. Jesus Christ, John! What do you have to say about that? But, uh, <laughs> well, isn't that the guy who didn't like the song "Sinful Girl" because he thought it didn't make sense with the changes? Well, it was me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Although I think he felt the same way too. <laughs> um, I I like the way the the riffs, you know, the the parts change in this, like from fast to slow, up and down, and <clears throat> Barlow's voice just has so much emotion in it. Or maybe it's just he's in like a human range mostly, and then he hits the high notes, but. Mm. M- like his normal range isn't constantly ridiculous. Right. Um just powerful. It, I think everything flows really well, but it's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> he is the, the best singer out of I think well I mean I like Ripper, but yeah, I guess he he is the iced earth singer, you know. Uh and no, especially Get the hell out of here. (laughs) That's horrible. I was listening to their first album the other day and like, oh, that's why? How did they release that? How did they not get a different singer? Anybody but that guy. He's actually not too bad because they just released not too long ago the uh, Purgatory band. Yes, I guess that, that was. I yeah. I really like that EP. By the yeah, way, yeah, it was pretty good. And I don't know if they they remixed his vocals to have like the lower, I guess, type vocals that he did instead of all those high pitched screamy things. So he's not too bad on that. Yeah, <laughs> to find that. yeah if I, t- take a look at that. And actually, I think maybe the remastered version of the first album they changed it a little bit too with the vocals. 
So mm. if you find the remastered mm. one or the remixed one, uh, you might like that one a little bit more. Actually, the I just got that. The version on iTunes is the uh, remastered. Okay. So, yeah, that one might be a little bit different, too, but uh, definitely check it out. But uh, Matt Barlow is the Ice Earth singer. Um, John, what do you think about the rest of this album now? We got uh, Last December. Last December, like, th- that song. Like, everything with that. Hold on, see, I have some notes. Uh, do, 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 do. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> That's why I type mine out on notes on <laughs> notepad. Um, yeah, I've got them written down on a bunch of sticky notes, and I don't know what the hell they say either. That's why I just tried to sum it up like that, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> um, I know the first time I heard it when I was like a teenager, that one part where they're saying like, last December. I thought yeah. they were saying like gaseous Simba, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but you know, it's a slower song compared to the first one. Um, but I love how the drums sound. They're very uh, like they're not thin at all. They're very right. big sounding, right. and the guitar tones. Everything in this whole album it sounds heavier than um, heavier than Metallica because like right. that was what I listened to at that point until I found them. Right. Yeah. It was like mind blowing a step up. Yeah. Yeah, and two, we're both drummers, so I instantly go to the drum sound all the time. And, and like you said, the, the drums on this album are very heavy, and it goes throughout the whole album like that. You know, with. Um, even that song, what is that song? Brainwashed. That's a really awesome song. Um, yep. Burning Oasis. There's a lot of different uh, moods in that song. It's really heavy, and it goes like into those slow parts. I love that that all that uh, extra stuff. It, and I know you, Greg. You think it's a little like disjointed a little bit throughout the whole album, but I know I think it really flows very well. Yeah. See, that was actually the one song that particularly bothered me the most. And the <clears throat> the funny thing is, between the two of them, I actually like Barlow's vocals better and i think he does a great job on this yeah it's just they sound like they're starting and stopping it doesn't sound like it transitions evenly for me however another point i think would be good to make is this isn't really my type of music either you know i only listen to this twice and this is my first time hearing this particular Mm -hmm. album so if I live with it a little bit longer, I might be able to pick up on it better. But yeah, just, well, you've only known about doing this show for about a few weeks now. So thanks for listening. The last day, uh, Lou. Yes, sir. <laughs> my oh, no, opinion on the album. <laughs> okay. My opinion on Bird Offerings is that you know uh, I admit I've admitted in the past that I like when bands experiment. I also appreciate consistency. Um, this is consistently on par with what I expect from Ice Earth. Um, I know that uh, John, you and Wayne are both drummers. Um, I'm not. I'm a guitar player, but I love the drum sound on this. I mean, the drums sound full. You know, you could hear the uh, the the cymbals very well. The double kick is amazing, especially on. Uh, I think it was a uh, brainwashed. Uh, I think that was. I think, yeah, so I think it was brainwashed. Um, the first four, uh, the first four songs, 
Burnt Offerings, Last December, Diary, and Brainwash were probably my four favorite, um, as well as Dante's Inferno. The only one I could really do without was The Pure Spirit. I mean, it's, it was an interlude prior to Dante's, so... So it's uh you know it, it that's like the one song that really didn't do anything for me. Oh my god! But what it, it's a two minute acoustic. It is, but just the piano and the the acoustic guitar, and then the way Matt Barlow sings over that with the, like the operatic, not operatic, but it this, it, it was good. I mean, voice. <laughs> it it actually reminded me of uh, this is going to sound weird, but it it sounded it reminded me of the uh, Goblin soundtrack, the piano interlude <laughs> to uh, Buyo Omega or Beyond the Darkness. Uh, interesting which is an an italian film probably no one here has ever heard of unless you're like really into like the films of joe d'amato or lucio fulci or dario argento yes Uh, i am so i know exactly what you're talking about actually okay so you know the piano (laughs) i'm talking about okay greg thank you because sometimes i'm the only one that i know that likes those movies so thank you for understanding (laughs) what i'm talking about um but, you know, and it was good. He sung well over it. But, I mean, me, I love the heaviness of Iced Earth. And, you know, I'm really happy that they kept Dante's Inferno as one track mm. because it needs to be heard as a single track. Yeah. And I think at one point there were talks of releasing about breaking them up into three parts. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, everything about the, the instrumentation, the uh, the staccato drums and guitars and the bass, it just all blends in perfect. Mm-hmm. So, and the crazy thing is this was released in 95. With the exception of Blind Guardian and maybe a handful of others, no other metal bands were sounding like this. Mm-hmm. And it was great because in 95, that's when you sort of had, like, the upswing of, like, alternative rock and alternative metal or new metal, whatever they want to call it, you know, or bands like uh, Korn and, and Deftones in California. I'm not saying, I mean, I love Deftones, but I could, you know, do without bands like, you know, Cold Chamber and things like that. So it was a welcome relief from that style of music. And people want to say, oh, they don't sound like anything that's popular now. Well, who cares? Just because it's popular don't mean it's good. Right. And, you know... I started with Burnt Offerings, I think, proved that you can create a classic metal album when it was not popular. And who gives a fuck what anyone thinks? Yeah, exactly. Yes, and like you said, the Dante's Inferno, that's top, one of my top favorite metal songs, you know? And then, like you said, too, I'm glad it didn't chop it off in, into sections because it would just break that song up way too much. And it wouldn't flow as good as it, it does now. It's like, yeah. um, I don't it's know. Like what would happen the... if they did it in 2112? You know, right. what if they did that? Don't do it. It's like, I don't know if anybody here, I've, Greg, Greg's, I'm, I'm sure, has heard of the, the band Believer. Mm-hmm. And then they have that album. Um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the album, but it has the song Trilogy of Knowledge. And it's pretty similar to this. It's, it's a very, very long song. And they break it up into parts. Yeah. And it just. It, it would have flowed a lot better if it did, they, they didn't break it up into sections. But uh, I, I can picture the album cover, but I can't remember what it's Me too. Right I, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. It's got a weird album cover. Uh, it doesn't matter. How about this, this question? Because it kind of goes in with between both albums. For Right before Dystopia came out, they redid Dante's Inferno. They and did. I like the drumming on <clears throat> the 
the remade version better, but I still like Barlow's voice better than uh, Stu Block. What did they do it on? What did they release it on? It was an MP3 that they uh, sent to people who requested it. It's like if you subscribe to the Iced Earth mailing list, they will send you the track. Hmm. As a free download. I don't think I ever heard that. On on that one, um, instead of uh, instead of the bass drum being straight through, like mm. da, 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 while the guitars are doing like you know whatever, mm. the bass drum is following the uh, riffing exactly, and it sounds ridiculous. It's very tricky to play, and that's typical of Iced Earth and as a drummer, why they're one of my favorite bands because mm. of the ridiculous like marching patterns marching right. snare drum patterns basically being played on the bass drum underneath that's yeah. my thing who was your favorite drummer in i start john um i think it's uh i know richard christie was in there for horror show and then, for a couple. Yeah. i know definitely horror show i don't remember what else Oh, uh, Glorious Burden, I think, too. Right. And then I think Brent Smedley came back for uh, to um, uh, Framing Armageddon. Framing Armageddon and He was on Dystopia. uh, Well, apparently. We'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) There was one thing. Who's your favorite drummer, then? He didn't answer the question. No, that's true. Oh, you're, going, you're going over every single drummer that's been nice to earth. Well, who's the favorite one? <laughs> who's your favorite one, Wayne? I'm going to say Richard Christie. I'm answering that really quick. Like, well, you look like him, so I could see why. Okay. That's true. I don't play like him, though. Not even close. Who's yeah, playing I on that? Uh... Because he also played in death, so. Yeah. Yes, he did. Who did the who did the drums on the remake of the uh, Dante's Inferno song? Do you know? I have to look it up. I like how you tell him to, <clears throat> you know, tie it up and pick his favorite favorite drummer, and then instantly indulge him in another <laughs> segue. Hey, good, I know. good job, Wayne. Well, he's not answering. <laughs> <fast enough. laughs> I I think I think it might have been uh, Smedley. I think. Because he, I'm pretty sure he played on the, on the original Something Wicked album, and I, I think there's something with that. Yeah. He is a good drummer, though. He between him and Richard, Richard Christie, I think they're the, the two drummers out of Ice Earth. Would you say the same thing, John? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, what else do you like off of Burn Offerings, John? I like. <laughs> brainwashed is awesome um and uh oh creator failure where it starts off really slowly and oh yeah, yeah. It gets heavier and th- that's basically the whole album it, they start off slow and then they get heavy mm-hmm. much yeah i think this is like the probably the heaviest sounding album that they ever did the darkest sounding album too i think yeah lots of um religious themes in this one 
you know, brainwashed, um, creator failure again. It's about sacrifice. Dante's Inferno. You know, that's obvious and, what that's about. And Brent Smedley did do the drums on the uh, remake. So he, that's how good of a drummer he is. He's a good drummer. There's one thing I want to say about the song Diary itself. Um, <clears throat> it reminded me, because I, I love Demons and Wizards. And, mm. you know, when I first heard the uh, first album, uh, I was blown away by it, especially hearing Hansi's voice with uh, John's oh, songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the song Diary really reminded me, I, I heard, I almost thought I heard Heaven Denied in there a little bit. Mm. They were similar in terms of uh, the riffs, especially when in Diary it kicks into high gear. And all of a sudden I was just like, where's Hansi? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they do make a good team, but uh, the other well, thing not anymore. Bit... Not anymore, unfortunately. We're not going there, though, Lou. Come on, you're getting there. You're getting. Sorry, there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Elephant in the room. <laughs> but uh, the one last thing that I remember about this album, I used to have this T-shirt with the album cover on the front, and then on the back it had the like on the inside is a couple pictures over there, <clears throat> and then on the back it said uh, "Crucify Me." And my grandfather used to hate that I wore that shirt because he's like, somebody's going to crucify you one day for wearing that shirt. <laughs> and that's why you have Greg and me around. That's right. I'm about to get crucified just for that. Um, oh, and, and just to mention this too, um, this is the the remix version. It sounds a lot different. Uh, I hate the album cover. It sucks. I was going to say that album cover is awful. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> the original one's so much better. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to hear it. There's some extra sounds in there because it's remixed, and uh, but it's different. The original is the way to go on that one. Hmm. What's that? I have to look it up, see if it's on YouTube. Oh, Probably yeah, it's, is. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. Actually, where it, I, uh, I, I know it is because both of them came up when I looked up the other one. Yeah, and I, I listen to stuff on Amazon Music, and they don't even have the original one anymore, it's only the remixed one. That's stupid. That is, it is very stupid. So, if you want the original stuff, yep, people, you gotta buy the shit. You can't rely on streaming because you're gonna lose stuff. Anyway, Dystopia, the first Stu Block album. Um, John, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, this was kind of weird for me, so I'll let you go first. Well, um. It had the cleaner 2000s, everything's perfect sound that they started having with Glorious Burden. Um, you know, everything's just so crisp and clean. The bass drum sounds like typewriters. And again, with, <laughs> uh, know exactly what I mean. Yep. Sound replaced everything. But I like the marching intro. I also like... Um, uh, a similar type of intro like Mirror Mirror from Blind Guardian. It's that just, you know, a lot of guitars doing cool shit and kind of a marching drum thing. Mm -hmm. And then when uh, Stu Block does the, is like growling high note, I'm like, well, it's not Barlow. It's kind of Ripper-ish. And then as the song's going on, it's like at parts he sounds Barlowy, and then at parts he sounds ripper like, as mm. dumb as that sounds. He has kind of 
He has kind of both those ranges in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. He's got the best out of all the Ice Star singers. I think he he can do with them all. You know, from the first album yeah, to the right. yeah, he can do it all. And, and we were talking about it earlier. If you listen to the band Into Eternity, you can tell he can do everything. The guy is just he's an amazing vocalist. And I think when he joined Ice Earth, I think he lost all his coolness. Uh, he just he wanted John wanted him to sound like a um, a Matt Barlow clone, and I, I don't think he should have went that way. He should have made him be himself and how he is. And I think it kind of it ruined. Is, uh, he should have never tried bad. to have Barlow Barlow. That's right, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to be a Barlow clone, especially when you're a singer like you are. Uh, he 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 can just do so much better than. I mean, he's good on this album, but I've heard him do better. Uh, Greg, you laughed at me. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but no, um, no. It's <clears throat> that. That's one thing I noticed about this. I don't like him as much as Barlow, but it's weird, kind of listening to the album because it's almost like every vocalist they've ever had makes an appearance at some point, but right. <laughs> it works really well. And it really flows well with, um, not necessarily the theme of the album, but the sound of the album. Right. I don't like that cleaner two thousands production sound here. I think it robs the music of its heaviness a little bit Thank and it could definitely use <clears throat> that heavier lower end that, um, burn offerings has, but for me, this is all around just the songs are put together a little bit better. And uh, I actually, I love Boiling Point. Uh, I would call that a classic song. And um, his guitar playing on this has a little bit more of a thrashier edge to it. I dig mm-hmm. it. It's kind of like thrash mixed with Maiden a little bit. And, Very interesting. Um, Lou? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's... it's while there's things I don't like about it production-wise, I think it's actually a really strong record. I liked it. Mm. Yeah, that—that's my biggest gripe is the production. It's—it's it's terrible. Lou, yeah, I, I concur that uh, statement with Greg. As a guitar player, I was—I actually thought that they the, the guitar was very flat. Um, the production could have been a lot better. The band sounds more cohesive on this album than on Burnt Offerings. But in terms of songwriting and in terms of production and in terms of just the musicians alone, I have to give it to Burnt Offerings. But the songs, you know, stand out very well on Dystopia. And, you know, I think that the one song that I was really blown away by was uh, Anguish of Youth. Um, Just how well that song flowed. And I have to admit, I mean, I don't know which version you guys heard, but mine has uh, Mob Rules at the end of it. No. Yeah, they did a cover of the uh, Black Sabbath song. And it's funny, because normally I like Ice Earth's cover songs. Uh, Tribute to the Gods, I thought was a really good album. Mm. This, uh uh-uh, no, it did nothing for me. I have to look um, that up. I don't. I have, and I have the deluxe version. And it's not on there. I have other. It's not. Tracks. Oh wow. Yeah, it's weird. Um. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it was a good album. I mean, I just thought Burnt Offerings is better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, what really bothers me about this album, Dystopia, the drums—they sound like they're programmed. They sound like it's—it's it's not even Brent Smedley. He's—he's he's in the booklet and says he's on the album, but I don't think it's him. 
No, it sounds like a computer program. That was yeah. probably the thing that bothered me the most. And bass drums sounding like typewriters is probably one of the best <laughs> descriptions <laughs> I've ever heard of it. But um, it's annoying, especially when he kicks into that double bass because there's just no power behind it. It's just yeah. click, 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 click. Yeah. What were we saying, John? Oh, uh, quantized and sound replaced. Everything yeah. put to the split millisecond of where it's exactly supposed to be. And hit every hit is sample replaced so I, that's like all metal these days you think any of those death metal like all those death metal bands nobody can play 240 bpm 16th notes with 100 percent precision for three minutes straight <laughs> unless you're gene hoagland yeah <laughs> or uh uh the the Nile um um the Carl Sanders No that's the same Oh wait no yeah sorry Colonel the Sanders I thought he made chicken The Greek guy um George Coleus Yeah But I do love the patterns that are supposedly being played and I strive to be able to do them hmm. like like um what was it? Dark City has a lot of that. You know, the, the da, 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 um shit like that. I did um I did a drum uh cover of from a different album, uh the remake of uh The Coming Curse. Okay. And in the remake of that one also compared to the original, in the original it was straight double bass, just back and forth in the remake it was following the guitar pattern it's so hard to play all right you gotta have like robot feet to play that shit i definitely cannot do that i just want to know what john schaefer was thinking when you know with giving dystopia such a compressed sound i mean part of the reason why the production on Past Ice Earth, Ice Earth albums were were as good as they were, is because well you got to hear every instrument. Right. Uh, this was probably the first one I was just like, missed the mark. I yeah. think it's because that's what all the other bands were sounding like. Dream Theater has that sound too. You know, everything is clean, polished, and perfect. All the bands that were big were doing that probably what the producer wanted them to do because it's the way things are supposed to sound now yep well i don't know if a lot of you heard the uh sons of liberty album that john did i have yeah i don't and know that, where went, but i have that, that's pretty much where all these uh computerized drumming things started and i wish it never happened <laughs> But that's yeah, like I said, it's just that's one of my my big gripes is it just if it's Brent Smedley playing, it just doesn't sound like his playing because in the previous albums you can hear him playing and and he has a certain style, you know. And I just I don't hear that on on this album and on the next albums either. I just don't hear Brent Smedley playing these songs at all. Well, we all know that Shaper's pretty much like a taskmaster <clears throat> when it comes to right, how he it's... wants his albums to sound and exactly. you know when it comes to who he has you know live with him. I mean. Has there ever really been a consistent Ice Earth lineup, you know, uh, nope. in, in, in nah, sequence yeah. with albums? I don't think so. Nah. Nope. It's a revolving door. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's his band. 
with uh, varying side musicians at yeah. the time. Pretty much, but uh, there are cool songs, and it's uh, some songs that remind me of some older albums. Like there's some stuff on here that sounds like uh, "Watching Over Me," like um, what was that one you just mentioned? Uh, youth, uh, anguish of youth. Yes. Um, and there was another. Yeah, that was a de- decent song. Um, anthem was a great one too. I was just gonna say anthem. That's a really great song, but the chorus is really repetitive. It gets kind of like, all right, enough already with the chorus. Okay, um, really. Are, are you, if we're going to talk repetitive chorus, is it bad on a Steve Harris level? I don't think so. It's it's borderline. No, because <laughs> Steve Harris is a better wordsmith, yeah. and you can get down to that throughout the entirety of Bruce singing that. This grates on your nerves. I'm not even talking about the Bruce stuff. I'm talking about Angel and the Gambler. Have we forgiven him for that? Because I haven't. Don't you think I'm your savior? He wrote Where Eagles Dare. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> and he wrote Angel with the Angel and the Gambler. I rest my case. Yeah. yeah, and Adrian Smith wrote some of my favorite songs ever, but he also wrote Hooks and You. So the nineties was a rough time for Iron. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. I like Hooks and You. I'm sorry. Oh no, no. Uh-uh. Let's get back to Ice That is not a discussion <laughs> we're gonna start right now. Fine, touche. Uh, but uh, the song Days of Rage I don't really care for that song too much it sounds too much like a copy of the song Violate from the Dark Saga I just don't Mm. like it Um, uh, End of Innocence is another ballad Uh, I like that one a lot too and the Triumph uh, Tragedy and Triumph is another really good one that's the final song on the album I think that's pretty cool it's got some catchy stuff it's actually it's more because this album is very dark throughout kind of um, but that one seems a little bit more uplifting in a way, and I kind of it's kind of weird, but it, it's good. It's got some good catchy core stuff to it. I think it has a bit of foreshadowing, especially in songs like Boiling Point. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> when you give any, me a hard time, but not him. <laughs> and anyone who was surprised doesn't know about John Schaefer. <laughs> that little bit of political stuff. Yeah, if you want to find out about, about more about John Schaefer, you could just go to Wikipedia, and it's like the uh, yeah, Wikipedia is where all thing. the assholes get allowed to to post all their lies and bullshit. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, listen. When I was in grad school, we were told do not rely on Wikipedia for factual news sources because it's all edited. So, you know, don't 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 go to Wikipedia. Well, edited if you just want to find some. You want quick knowledge, you can go to Wikipedia. Well, don't go to metalsucks.net. That's all I could say. Why? What's the matter with Metal Sucks? <laughs> Listen, if you don't want me to talk about John Schaefer, then I won't talk about Metal Sucks either. <laughs> they seem to be the same people who are gladfully advocating bands that talk about eating dead babies and such in their lyrical content don't like when a uh, singer of a band that has been openly political actually does rage against the machine instead of just talk about it. Right. Instead of being like, you know, rappers get street cred. Like, yeah, I, I went to jail or got shot because thug life. But, you know, Guy talking about political stuff goes and does something political, and then, 
Oh, it's so terrible. Yeah, don't be, stop being a hypocrite. Don't listen to the song Boiling Point and scream along to it. And then <laughs> keep singing along to it. Yeah. And then, oh, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> what a surprise. And don't listen to Sons of Liberty album either, because that's another shock to you. And don't listen to yeah. the mentors, because that'll really offend you. Yeah, no. <laughs> you'll really be screwed there. Everybody <laughs> should listen to the mentors because heterosexuals have the right, have the right to, rock to rock too. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Greg. Thugs. <laughs> mentors you know, are coming for you. Just when I lose all hope because of Wayne, Greg returns it. Thank you so much, my friend. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I'm glad you made the show. But uh, I'll be fired the... soon, ladies and gentlemen. Very soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we all think of uh, Dystopia? I mean, are we liking it? Are we obviously some of us don't like it as much as Burnt Offerings. Greg, you seem to like this one the most. Out of these two. I liked it better because, like uh, Lou was saying, it's just more cohesive musically. And even though I don't like the sound as much, the songs connected on it for me in a better way. Yeah. My problem is, I I think by by this time this album came out, I, I was done with Ice Earth. You know, I was just I, the ride's over in a way. To See, I mean, I'm still, fresher to it, so yeah, com- comparatively, yeah, that one just I like it better. I think nice. it's a better album. And then I, I I built that up so much because Stu Bach, I was a huge fan of Into Eternity. Stu Bach's coming; he's gonna blow it off, you know, blow it out the the roof. And I was disappointed. I sound like Mar- Matt Barlow, and I'm just I don't know. I was done. Mm. Okay. But again, remember it's Schaefer's band. So it is Schaefer's goes. band. I know, I know. But he should still let him sing the way he sings. John. Um <clears throat> I think um it's definitely an album I really enjoy. Uh Burnt Offerings is better, a lot of their older stuff is better, and the two albums after this, it's like Dystopia Part Two and Dystopia Part Three. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a couple good things hidden in between a bunch of kind of boring stuff. And yeah. it has the same super processed sound quality. Yeah. So this is the third era of, or the f- fourth era of Iced Earth, basically. And it's the best of that era. Yeah, I will agree with that. Even though <clears throat> I'm just kind of you know done with the band after this, but this is yeah. This, whoops, I just dropped it on the floor. I'll leave it there. Um, yeah, it's it's like the last one I'll I'll really get into and listen to. And after listening to it again, I, there are a lot of songs in there I like, but um, I just won't go to this album that much. All right. Well, clearly it, not. You dropped it on I the did, floor, I, and you're going to leave gonna it there. It <laughs> I'm not going to pick it up. It's just going to stay there. You all right? Everything okay? Okay. Uh, all right. Burnt offerings. What are we going to give burnt offerings? One to ten, or zero to ten, whatever you want to give it. Okay. I would I'll give that. First. All right. Go, go ahead, ahead John. Oh, sorry. I already said it. Uh, a ten. Uh, I I give it a ten. It's one of my favorite albums of all the shit I listen to. Oh, very cool. Greg. I give it a six. Oh, because yes. the music, well, no, six is above <laughs> average. Not it is average, average, you know. 
Because um, the musicianship is really good, and I do like the way a lot of the parts are played. It just doesn't connect in that meaningful way for me where I feel um, I can really make out any of the songs too well. That's all. It was just a little disjointed, so... I feel like I will listen to it listens. some more and we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll do a, a part two of this years from now. <laughs> Lou. I give burnt offerings a nine. Nine. Hard nine. Nine and a half. What do you want me to do? I told you the one song I didn't like on it. <laughs> what song was that? I wasn't listening. I, oh, for the love of God. Um <laughs> Pierce Spirit. Yep. Oh, that's right. The one I loved. My favorite song yep. of the whole thing. Yes, no. two minutes of interlude. Good for you, Wayne. <laughs> no, I, Burnt Offerings is my favorite song. Uh, I'm going to go with John. This is a 10. So, Greg is wrong. Lou is almost, almost right. Me and John are the best. We love this album. <laughs> Dystopia. John? Um, I would say... I'm going to give it an eight. Um, It's a couple points less. Like, I don't love the production, but I really like a lot of the songs on it. And a lot of them are anthemic sounding, like Scream Along 2 kind of stuff. Um, I really enjoy it. It's not their best, but... It's very awesome. Yeah. Greg? I'm going to give this one an 8, too. And um, if it wasn't for the production, I'd give it a 9. And yeah, I love the anthemic uh, qualities to it, too, John. I think it really fits the uh, the tempo and the speed and just the kind of aggression the rest of the band's putting out. But the production just robs it of a lot of its power, unfortunately. This, this has the potential to be a much better album, but they ruined it with the production. Yep. Lou? I give it an 8. Uh, again, wow. for the same reasons. But uh, I will say this. Dystopia has a special place for me because when I went to Greece in 2015 with my wife, we uh, did a tour of um, Athens, Hios, um, Nisidos, and Rhodes. And I had the Dystopia t-shirt. And I had people on the streets of Athens and even on the islands pull me aside going, that is an awesome t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> and there's a picture that I actually just sent you and Greg Wayne of me okay. at, at one of the ruins taking a photo amongst the ruins and the sunlight's beaming down on me as I'm wearing my dystopia t-shirt. So <laughs> I said, you know what? Yes. Nice. Cool. <laughs> Thank Very you for cool. sharing that Wayne. And uh, yeah, so it does have a special <laughs> place for me. I don't dislike the album, but again, production falls flat. So. Oh, one other thing I have to say. It's also the only time I've seen them live was for this album, this shirt. Oh, really? Um, so seeing these songs played live, like the entire album, also put them more in my head. Mm. And they closed with um, Dante's Inferno as the encore. All right. Cool. Oh, cool. Now, did the sound better on on the live uh, version that you saw? Like the drums yeah. and everything sounded better. Yeah, I would imagine so. 
everything said I'm more alive than than dry and boring on this album. They are a great live band, and you know when you see them, when you see them live, we saw the same show, Lou. Remember? Yes, it was. uh, uh, It was. at the WWE, the world on Times Square, which is yep. now the Best Buy Theater, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Best Buy Theater. Yep. was the Sony PlayStation Theater, but whatever. Um, it was them, In Flames, and Jack Panzer. And I missed Jack Panzer and In Flames because I was dealing with a situation at my college radio station. What it is, I don't want to talk about it. But um, it's, I was bummed that I missed them. But Ice Earth played for like two plus hours that night. And I think they... If I recall correctly, did they close with Traveling Stygian and Iced Earth? Oh God, I don't remember that far back well, in my they, life. No. They opened. They opened with Wolf, and it was amazing just hearing Barlow hit and nail those notes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They opened with Violate, and that was great. Oh, I can't, yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah. Yes, and I just remember, you know, like Barlow and uh, John Schaefer. Uh, I was just. They both looked like Triple H at the time, because at the time he had the long hair with the full beard, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. might a nice Earth concert or a WWE show? Well, <laughs> kind of a little bit of both. Kind of. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to give it a six. I don't like this Ooh. album that much. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Greg, I, I feel like this album just, um, it's just it's just not as memorable as, as Burnt Offerings is to me. Interesting. Well, and I hate the production. The production really kills it. Well, John, Greg, and I are right because we gave it an eight, and you're wrong because you gave it a six. So, <laughs> how, how do you like them yeah. apples? Yeah, burnt offerings is clearly going to win anyway. So. It is. Burnt offerings <laughs> got the thirty-five. So, burnt offerings is the album to get. Burnt offerings by the original, not the remaster. The and uh, <laughs> yeah, the remaster one's okay. I don't have too much of an issue with the remaster, but uh, that's it. And uh, John, once again. Your album, Timeless Haunt. Where could people go to see Timeless Haunt and all their stuff? And before he tells you where to go to get it, I just want to tell everyone I highly recommend the Tom Timeless Haunt album before you bother with Iced Earth. But yes, no, definitely. <laughs> I, I actually, yes, I would say. Well, at least Dystopia. We're compared to them a lot. Every review. Oh, are you really? Really? Huh. Yeah. All, well. All the reviews say um, when they mention a shit ton of bands, they mention uh, Iced Earth, Symphony X, Sabotage, and one mentioned like Trans Siberian Orchestra. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> that, that just struck me as really funny. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, <clears throat> All the information is definitely somewhere on our Facebook page. (laughs) If you go on the internet and just type Timeless Haunt, something will pop up somewhere, I promise. (laughs) We have our... uh, I think I know your band more than than you do. All right, (laughs) TimelessHaunt.com. John, you're out of the band. I'm playing drums from now on. Great. Wayne to Uh, John Schaefer of Timeless Haunt. (laughs) We're on Bandcamp and Spotify and YouTube, and we had a lot of trouble with our video 526. I noticed, but I, th- I think that's because someone put it under the wrong thing, or has there been more issues? Because I know, I know somebody said that they put um, it under like the kids thing. You know, yeah, you're supposed to change all that crap. 
change it to age restricted because yeah. it shows news clips. Yeah. But it's a, it's a cool anyway. <laughs> Go check out the video on YouTube, Timeless Haunt, uh, and subscribe to their page and find them on Facebook. You guys are all over uh, Twitter, but on Twitter it's backwards. It's Haunt, Haunt, Haunt Timeless, I think. I don't know. Like I said, just search Timeless Haunt. Uh, Lou? Yes. What about your show? You've had a lot of shows come out uh, lately, and I can't keep up. No, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that I can keep up. But uh, you know what, though, Wayne? Ever since I've been uh, part of the uh, Ratsa Review Three, we um, yes. it's kind of kicked my ass into high gear to try to release more content and just help get the good name of Ratsa Review out there. And as long as we promote kick-ass bands like Timeless Haunt. And as long as we keep doing what we're doing, you know, hopefully 2021 will be the year of the rat salad review. Mm. <laughs> Let's hope so. Uh, Let's hope yes. so. But where can you find me? Well, you can find me exclusively on the Rat Side Review Network, both as part of the Mothership show and on my own show, the Music is Life podcast. And looking to do more stuff with the YouTube channel and, well... Also with our humble little show as well. So keep on the watch, y'all. We'll be here for a while. Greg, anything? Great. Well, later I'm going to eat a whole pie, but uh, really, I guess I could live stream that. <laughs> Greg likes pie. Very nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Strawberry rhubarb season again, finally. So Yeah. It's about the best type of pie you can get. Never ate it, but uh, all right, that's we it know for this week's show. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Wow, never mind. <laughs> <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you all for letting me be a part of the Rat's Eye Review show. I will not be here next week. <laughs> that's Actually, okay, gonna... Lou, because we're clearly in the 4F club and he's not, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. Uh, again, thank you very much, John, for coming on. And uh, I like that you picked Iced Earth because we really have not talked about that band on the show yet. So I was happy to talk about them. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Very fun. Very All cool. Right. Very cathartic. Yep. Yeah, All thanks right. for coming on, John. And uh, Good Picks introduced me to something new. So You're welcome. Yes, it is a pleasure to meet you, good sir. Cheers. Good to meet All you. right. And we will see you guys next time. Ratsoutreview.com. And you can find us everywhere. Twitter, uh, Spotify, uh, where else we are? iTunes, Podbean, Facebook. Amazon. Oh, yeah. Amazon. Um, what is that thing called? Um, Amazon Prime Podcast, whatever. No, no. It's called uh, Alexa. Oh, Alexa, right. Yes, Alexa, and... play Ratsout Review. It'll play Ratsout Review. And you can find us on Pandora now. Wow. We are on Pandora. Moving on up to the east side. side. Got a deluxe <laughs> apartment in the sky. All right. See you guys. Come on. Time. Let's go, Wheezy. Later. <laughs> Goodbye.